Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. One thirty-five in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you in for Bob Stoffer this week. We just had Scotty Upshaw on the program to talk about signing a PTO with the Edmonton Oilers. And we'll be chatting with Luke Korak from NHL.com. He covers the Blues up here in a second. I should mention, though, some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years for menu locations. Visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. If Stoffer were here, he'd tell you that the Stoffer recommendation today is the Mediterranean Chicken. I'll go with the Fred Special. Ham, pineapple, pepperoni, and mushroom, but hold the mushroom. If you like mushroom, I'm sure it's great, but uh, I'm not a mushrooms guy, so I take those off. But uh, overall, the pizza's great over at Royal Pizza. All right. We just heard from Scotty Upshaw, and uh, Texter has chimed in saying, where was that text? Scotty seems like a real beauty. The Oilers need that kind of attitude and veteran leadership, especially since losing Big Rig and Hendo. Of course, Maroon is now with the Blues, and Hendricks signed with the Minnesota this offseason. To talk more about the Blues, we bring aboard Lou Korak. Lou, how are you doing? Good, Brandon. How are you? Not bad at all. It's been a busy offseason for uh, you and the Blues, I take it. So have you had a chance to get any time off at all? <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, this this month is kind of the, the lull, if you want to say. I, I don't know how much so up north there by you, but uh, it seems like there's always a topic of conversation going on. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's slowed down here a little bit there. But, yeah, July was uh, pretty busy for this hockey team, and after uh, – Missing out on the playoffs for the first time, uh, and you know they had made it seven straight years. Missing out for the first time, uh, you knew that uh, Doug Armstrong wasn't going to sit pad and uh, or stand pad, and uh, he certainly made some changes to this lineup. Uh, obviously, uh, we feel here for the better, but boy, uh, 
I didn't realize he was going to dip that deep into the pool and uh, really revamp this lineup the way he did. But uh, seems to be getting a lot of uh, glowing reviews around here, and uh, I know the fan base here can't wait and is uh, excited to get this season going. Yeah, we'll get to uh, some of those big changes here in a second. I just wanted to hit on uh, the Oilers-centric uh, questions here quickly off the bat. Uh, as uh, you know, Upshaw has signed a PTO here, and you had the chance to be around him uh, last season. So maybe talk about what the Oilers are getting in Upshaw after a year in a PTO with the Blues. Getting a very energetic guy. Uh, let's you know he's a, he was a glue guy in the locker room and uh, somebody that really tended to keep things together. And uh, that's kind of what you expect out of a veteran player. He was one of the older guys in the locker room. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, should he uh, be able to lock in a contract with Edmonton there and along with Kyle Brodziak? If I'm not mistaken, I believe they'll probably be the oldest guys or among the oldest guys in that locker room there. And uh, I don't think you can get enough of those guys uh, just because that experience factor that, you know, sometimes gets downplayed a little bit, but, you know, and and you hear a lot that the league's getting younger and it's getting faster and all that stuff. And and, and I understand that it is, you know, you're getting a lot of more younger guys that are getting an opportunity to play in the league. But, you know, these guys, uh, when you talk about the marathon instead of the sprint, these are the guys that really come into play here where they kind of keep things calm, keep things under control, you know, when, when some of these younger guys will tend to get frustrated when things aren't going well, they'll be the voice in the locker room that, you know, is that voice of reason. And, uh, you know, when he's on the ice, uh, these were guys that not only Mike Yo last year, but Ken Hitchcock in the past wouldn't hesitate putting out on the ice in any specific uh, situation, whether it be in the offensive or defensive zone, to really light a spark with the hockey team when they needed it. And, uh you know, when you talk about a guy like Ken Hitchcock, who's been around a long time, uh, obviously likes his veteran players, really trusted these guys. You know, in late game situations, when it's a one goal game, you're trying to protect the one goal lead, or even when you're trying, you know, when you're down a goal and need to win a, a key faceoff, you know, Kyle Brodziak's out on the ice. And I'll be honest with you, uh, you know, these, these were guys that uh, really enhanced this Blues lineup here and, you know, were part of the reason why this team was able to make the playoffs. You know, unfortunately for them, it didn't happen last year. But, uh, you know, what you were getting, uh, you know, the bang for the buck, what you were paying them, uh, these are two guys that were really giving this hockey team some, an element uh, that um, they may not have had if they weren't playing here. Yeah, I really like the uh, the addition here, and uh, I would bet that he makes the team. And as you talked about, likely playing a line there with uh, Brodziak this season here in Edmonton, he can play both sides as well. So I know the others have Cassie and likely slotted uh, in a fourth-line role uh, on the right side, but perhaps you know Upshaw pushes him out of the lineup at times, or maybe he slides to the left side uh, as well. So we'll see what happens there, but... Uh, I think it's a great addition, so I agree with everything you just said, and it was nice to uh, get your input on Upshaw being around him for the season. Uh, you talked a little bit about Brodziak there. The other uh, guy here on the Oilers, uh, Lou, from a St. Louis perspective, is Ty Ratty, and uh, <laughs> Upshaw shared a funny story uh, about playing with uh, Ratty a few seasons ago, how he started uh, on that line, and they each had a big game. It was him, Brodziak, and Ratty, and then the next night he was on the top line, so <laughs> he was saying that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it all worked out, but he loves Ty Ratty too. So you've been around Ty a little bit, I take it. Um, and last season he finished uh, with uh, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. So what can you tell us about him as a player? You know, the thing is with Ty Ratty being a first, second-round pick, and he's a second-round pick here, you know, there, there's going to be that high expectation. And I just kind of think he got lost in the shuffle here a little bit because, you know, they had a 
they had a crop of young guys, uh, and he was in that group that were really, you know, fighting to make their mark in the NHL, and he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. And, you know, being one of those guys at the higher draft pick, maybe you're expecting a little more than what you got. And I don't know if he – I don't know if the expectations from him were necessarily fair, but they were pretty high, and whether – he didn't meet those expectations or not, maybe affected his play a little bit. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, he's kind of just stuck in the, in, the, in the minors. And really, you know, there were other guys that were passing him up on the depth chart and uh, guys that they were bringing in here that uh, really weren't relinquishing their roles and giving him that opportunity to get back in here. So that that's just where, you know, things got to be where they were with him. And next thing you know, the Blues are putting him on waivers and uh, – had cut ties there and it's good to see that he's landed on his feet again because I always thought there was some skill there it's just you know putting all the right pieces together and I guess when you're playing with a Connor McDavid uh, he can make pretty much anybody around you know around him look really good but uh, it's good to see him land on his feet but if the Oilers are able to utilize you know some of that skill that he was able to display while he was here they're going to get themselves a nice sufficient player and, and a very suitable player so you know, depending on what kind of a role that they implement him in there, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays moving forward. But uh, I, I think he's more suited for an offensive role. And, you know, if they give him that opportunity, he should be able to thrive in that up there with some of the playmakers that they have. Chatting with uh, Lou Korak covers the Blues for NHL.com. Let's uh, get to uh, the busy offseason that it was for the uh, Blues, Lou. And uh, let me ask you first about the Ryan O'Reilly trade. At first glance, it looks like, uh, you know, the Blues gave up a lot. But when you actually, you know, dig into it, I think this was a home run for the St. Louis Blues. Maybe you can uh, share your thoughts on the deal and talk about... uh, you know what the Blues actually gave up here, but to me, you bring a, a Bordeaux Raleigh. This is a, a big win for the Blues, and I guess we'll find out this season. But I don't know what you think about it. Well, it's huge. I mean, and that was uh, for sure uh, a spot that they were really targeting going into the off season. They really understood that they had to uh, beef up their center ice role, and I mean, you know, you, you got a you got a good start there with uh, with a guy like Braden Shen and. Uh, you end the season really with Kyle Brodziak as your number two center. And guys, let me be blunt and honest here. Without Kyle Brodziak down the stretch, and that's why I think that Edmonton's getting a very valuable player there because without him here, I don't think they're going into the last day of the regular season with a chance to make the playoffs. And that's just the kind of role that uh, they had to put Kyle Brodziak here. But let's be let's be honest. I, I don't think you really want to have Kyle Brodziak uh, eating up your uh, second-line center ice minutes. He was He's very suitable for the role that they had him in, but that's just the situation that the St. Louis Blues were in. So, you know, going into the offseason, they really felt like uh, they had to, to beef up their center ice position. And Ryan O'Reilly's a guy that, you know, had been rumored to come here for, for quite some time. Uh, I know, you know, trade talk had uh, heated up there, then it cooled down, then it heated up again and cooled down. And as Doug Armstrong told us, you know, right there at the – at the high noon hour, you know, once once we got into July 1st, it started to heat back up again. And, uh, you know, for them to be able to take on a role in, in a contract uh, of that size, considering where the Blues were up against the salary cap, they were going to have to shed some salary themselves. And uh, for them, the only way to be able to make that deal is, you know, to take is to have Buffalo take on some sizable contracts of their own. And, you know, that's where you get Berglund and Sabotka in that and, and the two of them and, 
along with a young guy like a Tage Thompson, who I know Doug Armstrong thought very highly of. But uh, in order to get a quality guy like a Ryan O'Reilly, you're going to have to give up something to get him and you give up a couple draft picks as well. So, you know, yeah, on paper, it sounds like they gave up a lot. But, you know, you're getting a guy that's probably uh, good to get out of the situation in Buffalo and kind of get a fresh start for himself. But a guy that's, uh, you know, going to give you 60, 70 points a year. And who knows, maybe he comes here and, plays with a guy like a Vladimir Tarasenko, maybe he gets into that 80-point range. You just never know. Guy that's going to give, you know, it's going to be solid for you uh, on the dot. And, uh, you know, when you're when you're number one in the league on the face-offs, uh, you know, the St. Louis Blues, uh, they're a team that thrives when they have the puck. And if he's winning six out of every ten face-offs he takes, that's going to put them in a good position, whether it's off- in the offensive zone or defensive zone. So he's going to get a big role here, and he's going to help their power play out because their power play was was really dreadful last year, and uh, you know that's a role that he thrived in as well, along with Braden Shen. So you're hoping that he's going to come in and he's going to get a chance to play in all different roles here. And whether he's a a one A center or a one B center, he's going to get plenty of ice time here. And uh, just talking to him, he was really excited about coming to St. Louis. Yeah, certainly lots of uh, options uh, to work with in terms of lines. I know uh, it's funny, uh, Lou. We we go back to the early in the season when. Uh, the Blues were rolling out the gate, and uh, that top line with uh, Tarasenko, Shen, and Schwartz was unbelievable. Like they came at Edmonton, they looked, they looked like the best line in the NHL, and uh, they were on fire at that time. So there's that option to have that trio back together, or you maybe put uh, O'Reilly with Tarasenko as well. I know you floated out maybe Maroon sees some time with uh, O'Reilly and Tarasenko on the top line. So lots of options. How do you sort of envision uh, the lines uh, looking to start the season? Well, uh, that's, I can definitely see them starting out uh, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and, and Maroon on that line because, you know, Maroon, as you guys know, is a guy that you need him to play on that top line. He can give you top line minutes. If you need him to play down at the bottom where you need a little bit of more of his physicality, I can certainly see that as well. So I, I, I just think there's some intrigue there with putting those three guys together because Tarasenko is a guy that, you know, if, if, if he's in his sweet spot, you need a couple of guys on the ice with him that are going to go in and dig out those pucks and are going to be able to find him in, in the right spot because we all know what kind of a shot that he has. And I just think that uh, the hard, gritty worker that both Maroon and O'Reilly are, those are the kind of guys that he's going to have to play with. And, uh, and, and you're right, Tarasenko was really good with Shen and Schwartz last year. And, you know, there, there were comparisons uh, with uh, the, the Tampa line with Stamkos and Kucherov and Domestnikov, the way those guys were going, they, they were the top two lines in the league in the early part of the year. And, and, and it would make sense if Mike Yo goes back with that trio again, but I just think that Schwartz and Shen are two guys that are going to stick together. And now who plays with them? Uh, Mike Yo's got some great options there. I mean, if Robbie Fabry comes back healthy, he's a guy that, that can slot in there. You bring back a David Perron, who's a guy that – he had 66 points with Vegas last year. I don't know if anybody envisioned that, but uh, he was certainly an offensive force for them and, and did some good things for that team last year. Uh, Alex Steen's another guy that uh, not too many people are talking about, a 34-year-old that uh, is going to be coming in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder as well. So you're right. There's going to be some great options there for, for Mike Yo to use. And, you know, they, ta- they signed Tyler Bozak out of free agency before the the O'Reilly stuff went down, thinking that Tyler Bozak may be your number two center. Well, now you've got a pretty good option there for a number three center Iceman. So the Blues wanted to uh, solidify that depth and have guys up and down the lineup that are going to be able to uh, 
you know, match up with uh, any any particular line at any point because this central division is going to be a bear, guys. That's it's, it's not it's not going to be any joke, and uh, they're you're going to need you're going to need that depth if you're going to be able to compete in this division. And uh, you know, that's it, it, it's 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 going to be interesting for all of us to try to figure out, and for Mike Yo, even in his coaching staff, to try to figure out who's going to work well together. On paper, this looks like a playoff team, but uh, getting the right pieces together to be able to mesh is going to be the key, especially at the start. Yeah, it's funny you mention uh, the Central, Lou, because, uh, of course, all the uh, magazines are coming out with the predictions for the season. And we had the uh, sports forecaster here yesterday, and uh, they were looking at uh, the Central. And I was looking at that division, and I was like, how can you pick any of these teams to miss the playoffs? They all can make the playoffs. Like, it really is right. uh, tough to handicap. And they had Minnesota last the sports forecaster in the division. I find that hard to believe, but uh, when you look at the teams that missed out, I could easily see St. Louis and Dallas both uh, jumping into the playoffs, so it is hard to handicap. But in your mind, did the Blues uh, do enough, I guess, to get back to the playoffs, and can they push maybe Winnipeg or Nashville at the top of the Central? Yeah, I think they did enough to get back into the playoffs, but again, it's 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 going to be so tough to, to get back in. Who are you going to supplant in order to get in there and uh i think they've earned the right to be in the conversation with uh nashville and with winnipeg but you know as the old saying goes until until you knock them off they're they're the teams to beat and uh i don't see those teams going away anytime soon so but but i do think with their additions they've earned the right to be in that conversation now again whether they're able to put put the right chemistry together, put the right pieces together, especially at the start. You have to have a good start. And I remember last summer talking about this with Ben Bishop. Of course, he's from here in St. Louis, and he's worked out here in the summer quite a bit. And, uh, you know, Dallas was kind of the darling pick last year with all the moves that they made. And one of the things that Ben Bishop said was, uh, you know, a lot of people can take for granted getting off to a good start, but in this division, you just can't do that. And, he felt like the Dallas Stars were going to have to get off to a good start if they're going to, you know, be on that solid footing and be able to compete in that division for for the rest of the year. Well, that didn't happen, and they were they had gotten hot there for a while, jumped back into the playoff mix, and then they just kind of bottomed out at the end of the year. And it's just it doesn't take much for you to lose your ground, especially in this division, and that happened with them. So, you know, it's going to be important for Mike Yo and his coaching staff to. Uh, find the right chemistry of players to put together and, and for the St. Louis Blues to be able to get some wins early in the year and kind of establish themselves. Because if you don't, uh, this is not the kind of division that you want to be playing catch-up in. Absolutely. Great points, Lou. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time today, and uh, we'll catch up at some point during the season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Lou Korak, covers the St. Louis Blues for NHL.com. Awesome insight there. We're late for the break, so we'll take our final time out of the show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Show. We'll come back, uh, mix in a few text messages and set up inside sports tonight with Reed Wilkins. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 155 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. A quick text message. Hey, BU from Ron. Scotty Upshaw will be on the team, and I have no doubts about it. I like his sincerity and positive attitude, and being a veteran glue player, he will certainly be an asset to this team. You know what, Ron? I agree with uh, everything you said there. 100%. And yeah, he does seem like a beauty to that one texter that uh, sent in that text earlier calling him a beauty. Seems like a great guy. Good friends with Brodziak. Knows Roddy as well. I think he'll fit in quite nicely. Well, that wraps up the uh, Monday edition of Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins will have inside sports tonight. He'll be recapping the Eskimos win over Montreal. He also uh, participated in the Edmonton Marathon. So he'll have his uh, recap of that if he can catch his breath in time for the show tonight. And also the Eskimos coaches show with uh, Jason Moss at 7.30 as well here on 6.30 Ched tonight. For now, though, we'll send uh, you packing as uh, we get to the 2 o'clock news. With Eileen Bell, the afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross is up next. So long from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.